Hello, this is Darla Delane here, founder of SheCEO. And today I'm going to talk about a question I've been hearing a whole lot lately from my awesome clients and people that have been in some of my workshops that have kind of gotten a lot of the pieces together. They've been, you know, listening to the trainings and the podcasts and um, reading the blogs. And now that they've shifted out of what they used to do, I'm hearing this question. Well, now what do I do? <laughs> because if I'm not doing what I used to do, what am I doing? So I'm going to first give you a reframe question that you can put on a sticky note and put anywhere. The question is, now what do I want to do? You can say what I want to do now, if you want, but it's now. You're in the moment, right? Now, what do I want to do? So this is the question that is, what is the next quote unquote right action for you? And when we say right, I don't mean right or wrong, I mean the action, I'm saying that word because it's very common in um, coaching and the world of business, right? Um, but in this case, right action means the action that is leading you towards what you want. And so that would be, what do I want to do now that leads me to what I want? So you've already started doing a lot of the pieces that are necessary before you can answer this question. So one of them is that you're really beginning to get and understand that the feeling you get from the goodies is really the end goal. That's really why you want the goodies is because of how the goodies make you feel. So that's one thing. You're starting to kind of make that shift from the money, the clients, the um, book deal, the um, you know, the house, the travel, the health, whatever it is, making the shift from that thing to focusing on your real end goal, which is how I feel when I think about this thing being done. So that's the one thing you've been working on. The other one is you've really been beginning to detach from the outcome. Now, this is a sneaky one. It will pop back in. So that means there's this little fine line between detaching from the outcome. Some people say, and I used to feel, well, if I say I don't really care, then am I telling, you know, the universe that I don't want it? And that is definitely not the case. And it's not that you don't care. It's that you're detaching from how and when the outcome occurs because it's not if it will. Part of what you do in your decision-making is know that it is, it already has. So you're not saying I'm detaching from what's gonna happen because I, I don't think it will or it might not. You're only detaching because it's not up to you how and when, so you detach from the outcome. The other piece of detaching from the outcome is to get your fingers ungripped from grabbing and holding onto this thing so tightly that you can't let it expand and come in. And it's like that 
I want this. He's like, you, it's almost as though our brain feels like somebody's trying to take it away from you. If you don't grab onto it and keep asking for it over and over and over and over again. First time you asked for it, it happened. The only thing in the way is the allowing of it to materialize in front of you, right? And you grasping onto it, noticing that it's not here, only keeps it from being there. So that detaching from the outcome, you've begun to kind of do this. You've also started really investigating some meanings you have on what would happen if, if I don't get this, if this doesn't happen, if this does happen. You're, you're starting to, we talked about some of those steps in coming back to the truth. It's not going to mean anything if it doesn't. The only thing it means is that there was some alignment that wasn't aligned and it just hadn't dropped in. That's all it means. That's it. You're fine. Everybody's fine. It just hadn't dropped in. And so this investigating meanings is so important because these are subconscious beliefs and lies and fears that are literally giving you guidance on your action. So if you're trying to take right action towards what you want, these deep-seated meanings that we have that are not true will keep you from it. Now, we talked about how to switch those around and turn them into meanings that are true, that support. So that's, that's one of those pieces you've been working on. You've also been working on really connecting to intentions in that the intention is not the intention of the thing. It's the intention of the feeling, because like we said, the feeling is the end goal. So if I, if the feeling's the end goal and I can really connect back to that feeling, then I've already gotten it. And so as we shift from the thing to the feeling, we've loosened our grip, we're allowing more, and if nothing else, you're feeling better. Like that's, to me, that was like bottom line. If I can just feel better, everything's better. Now you're taking more right action. The other thing that you've been doing <laughs> is learning how to take a big leap, right? Learning how to understand how your brain works so that it doesn't freak you out after you take the big leap. The big leap comes from an excited yes of something that's way more than what you've done before, what you've asked for before, what you've allowed yourself to have before, what you've, you know, walking into some place, making a call, doing a thing, having a thing that you've never done. And so that makes it a big leap. The, you're leaping over the long period of time in the massive action it would take for you to get there. So we take the leap in this excitement and the, the second our foot lands, our brain realizes what you've just done and it goes into the whole cycle of getting you to not do it. This is where, <clears throat> excuse me, this is where you say yes to something and then you think that bad feeling means that it's a sign you weren't supposed to do it when in essence, it's just a self-abandonment sign. So that bad feeling means you're not aligned, period. It just means you're not aligned. And so when you have the bad feeling, you want to check out your alignment. Well, if, if everything was fine and there were no obstacles and all, all would work out perfectly, do I still want this? Yep. That you got to keep, then you keep moving on <clears throat> because that below the line bad feeling was just your brain trying to do its job. You've done something 
really new in a really big way, and it is in emergency flashing signals, which is why it not only feels bad, but a lot of times it will physically feel bad. And we think, oh no, I've not <clears throat> stayed on the path. This is supposed to be all smooth and easy. Yes, it is going to be smooth. Um, I, nobody said it's easy. I don't know who said it's easy. It's easier because now you didn't have to do the massive action and wait time. And as soon as you just get past that, you now can move on to allowing in. Normally what happens right after that, there's a large dump of things that have been sitting there waiting <clears throat> for that path to open, right? The other thing you've been doing is you've been shifting from leading from the mind to leading from the heart. This, this bu new business model that has you asking from your heart, from appreciation, what it is you want and receiving from your heart so that not only are you connected, but this energy alignment is with everyone and everything and the money, the people, the time, the everything is all attached in this awesome heartfelt way. This also causes your brain to get a little frustrated because it's used to doing it the other way. It's a retraining. It takes a little time. It has to be done from a full on awareness. You're, you don't have a habit of it yet. So you have to do things to remind yourself about that. And the other thing you've done <clears throat> is really stay out of massive action. Now, for some of you, that's caused a major freak out for your brain because it has learned over time that hard work, massive action is the only way to get there. And if you're not, you're a lazy bum, you know, mooch grabber, not worth anything if you're not doing that. If, if you don't work hard for it, you didn't earn it, it's not yours. That's the cultural line. Yet we still get pretty excited when people win the lottery, don't we? Oh, but only if it's somebody that wins the lottery that doesn't have anything. How do you feel when a wealthy person wins the lottery? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't need it. So you need to need it. You need to be suffering in some way to allow yourself to have it. So what we do is we set up the suffering with massive action. Oh, I'll do massive action, make it really, really hard. That way I earn it. Now I know I'll get it. How is that working for you? It's not. You can get certain things that way, very low, what I call like low hanging fruit, and you could do it for a little bit of time. And, and there is a, a <clears throat> I'll say, a massive amount of working that goes into starting something new. It's not massive, just massive action. It's a lot of awesome inspired action, right? That's the difference. So you started doing that. The other one that's a huge shift is that you've begun to only do what you want to do. Meaning, no shoulds, no have tos, no need tos, right? That's a, that's a major one. People in some of the workshops I do that begin to do this, uh, that have never done that, start with even some small things, make huge shifts in big things. I had someone in one recently who just decided to change doing the dishes from a need to, should to, have to, to a want to. 
And in doing that, her entire communication relationship with her husband changed. Like it got quieter, nicer, friendlier. She said, I, I did it with the dishes, just the dishes for four days and realized we had not raised our voices in four days. And that had been a pattern for them. It was all coming from a guilt punishment cycle from doing something she didn't want to do. So shifting it to something you want to do or whatever that you're doing with it, either not doing it, only doing what you want to do, you've been practicing this as well. And then we also have been really looking at some structures and we're gonna do that today too. Really take a look at structures that support you in this because it's a bunch of new way of living. It's as if you've walked into a new planet and have to do things the way this alien, you know, humanity does their things or it's not going to work. And so you're learning all this new system, learning a new language, learning new anything. That's what's happening. So you need some structures and some support to make sure you don't just let it drop off because your brain is going to want to definitely distract you from doing these. These are way too new, way too much. It's just not, you know, not happy about it. <clears throat> and so the programming is stop her, stop her, stop her. So the support and structures keep your awareness of remembering that you're the one in control, not your brain, not your mind. You're in control. And you can't even get to the point where you quiet that mind more and more and more and more. And it's less and less of that. It's not going to ever stop until you like, you know, fully enlighten and you know, arise, whatever, <laughs> but, but it, but it does slow down. So you've been doing these things. And so now the question is, there's this like uncomfortable fidgety, well, what do I do now? And so the question is now, what do I want to do? I had a mentor that used to say, you know, really don't get too hung up with the rest of it. Just stay with what's to do, what do you need, what do you want to do first, and then what's next. And it was very helpful to keep people out of overwhelm and out the how-tos and all that, because just focusing on those two things, your brain settled, it had something to do. I'm going to make a shift in that, in that the only thing you really, you don't even need to know next. All that you want to know is, what do I want to do now? So it's all about right now. So when you get to what do I want to do now, let's talk about what this want could be, okay? <laughs> because it's like, well, what do I want to do now? And then all this stuff starts flying at you because your brain said, oh, you just asked me a question. I'm going to throw some shoulds and have tos at you. I'm going to do like, let me think what's, what's, what's going to keep her alive right? What has she done in the past? That's where your brain's going to go. So when you ask the question, you need a structure set up before you ask that question and give your brain some perimeters, some boundaries, all right? <clears throat> so let's talk about the want. The want is any decision you've made in clarity. A decision you've made in clarity. So sometimes there are things on our list we haven't really made a decision about. Some of them we don't have to make a big decision about anymore. We made a decision a long time ago. When I first 
learned that brushing and flossing was going to keep my teeth healthy, my breath smelling better, them whiter, and keep them in my mouth when I'm old, I developed a want for brushing my teeth that I don't need to go back and decide again. It's there. When I found out all the stuff that was on my face at night, if I didn't take my makeup off, <clears throat> that was crawling around in there and what was happening to my skin, I developed a want to wash my face at night. I don't have to think, I don't have to make that decision again. Sometimes I have to remind myself I made that decision, but I don't have to make the decision again. So there's literally billions of things you don't have to make a decision on again. Some you may want to reinvestigate, but there's also a billion things you've done that you do, that you take action on, that you never made a decision about. You just took it at someone else's word. You just took it at what culture told you. You just took it from one experience you had that was horrible and you made a decision about it that wasn't even a clarity decision. It was just a fear one. So you still have a whole lot in under there. And how do you know they're there? Well, you know they're there when you hear should, need to, have to, or supposed to. So you don't need to go make a big long list. They'll, they'll come up, they'll pop up for you when you hear, oh, I need to go check the mail. No, 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 I don't need to go check the mail. Do I want to go check the mail right now? I do wanna go check the mail right now. I haven't been in a long time. I maybe some stuff in there. I get it, you know, all these great reasons to go check the mail now. Stopping ourselves before that. So first your want is from a decision you made in clarity. And I don't care if it's a big decision or a little decision. We don't judge decisions in that way. They're not part of our dualistic world. A decision's a decision. And no matter big or small, you got a full on yes, right? And sometimes knowing what you don't want actually leads you to knowing what you do want, doesn't it? Like that's a great way to make a quick, quick clarity decision on something. So now that you got your full on yes, you're going into this conviction of the knowing. I know that it's done. Boom, done. Oh, yes, done. Now we leave behind the how until we get something that is inspired, a how that's inspired. This is where the mind takes you to. It says, well, how? Oh, I want this. Yes. And the mind goes, how? And you say, when I, when I know, I'll, I'll know when I get the information. When I get inspired, when it falls in my lap, I don't know. Because your mind is going to go to how I need to plan and predict these known outcomes that have happened in the past. You know, it's like a, a machine at a factory, you know, like stamp this, do this, box this, put it here, stamp this, do this. And you don't ever have any different size boxes and you don't ever have anything different that goes in the box. That's what your brain does. It's just a program. So when you get the oh, conviction of knowing it's done, your brain says, well, yeah, but how are you going to do it? The great news is you don't have to do anything. You'll want to do something when you get inspired, right? So you don't have to do anything. So how do I know 
if it's inspired, this is another big question I get all the time. How do I know if it's an inspired idea? So you're not going to just take an action. You will first get the thought. So the inspired thought comes first. You know it's inspired. You know that it's telling you how to do it. You know that it's an inspired action. If you are feeling above the line, anything from content or higher, it's inspired. And if it doesn't have any kind of should or need to thing attached to it, right? If it's got a should and need to, I have to, it's not. Stop. Let it go. Let it go until you get a yes. Ooh, I want to do that. And then you take the inspired action from the inspired idea. That's how you know if it's inspired. You felt great when you, when you thought of it. You felt great when you read it. You felt great when you saw it done. Not a, oh, look, they just did that. They made this much money. That's what I'm going to do to fix my problem from a place of, I have a problem. Things are bad. I don't have enough clients. I don't have enough money. No. If you see someone do something, go, oh my God, that looks so fun. I want to take those actions, no matter the outcomes. Anytime you do something to get something, that's in fear, lack. Anytime you do something because you want to do it, because it makes you feel really great and you want to do it, that's an abundance because you don't need the outcome. You already know you have it. It's coming. It's there. You're not worried about it. All right. So I'll give you an example of this. This happened this morning. So I just finished a really a nine-day long workshop that I held. And then I did another two-hour workshop yesterday and i know that i have some other things for the end of the month and my mind kept going you haven't planned out the end of the month and i was like it's okay i'm not worried about it It'll, i'll be inspired on what to do i have all this these great people i've just met i have all this great content now i have all these you know all this stuff that has happened and i didn't have it organized how i wanted it and yes you know each afternoon over the last couple of weeks my brain has said maybe you should stop and, and take some time to plan out the last two weeks and it's like, mm, no, I don't need to or should to or have to. I'm not doing that right now. Well, but you, you, time is running out. No, it's not. It's not running out. I'll get the right idea at the right time. I'm not going to worry about it. And this morning I woke up and remembered I'm powerful, joyful, and abundant. Got up, got my coffee, sit down in my chair. And for some reason I was like, got this, this thought came through. Um, let's not read this morning. Let's just look outside at the trees. Let's just pretend we're sitting in our farm on the porch, having a coffee early in the morning. And I just kind of heard birds singing and smell the fresh air and looked at, I just kind of really looked at trees and sat there. And all of a sudden it was, you know, what would be really fun? What if you took this and did this with it? And I sat up and was like, oh, yes. And then what if you did this and this and this? You could do this and this from it. I grabbed my notebook, wrote down four pages of structural automation, things I wanted to do, where I wanted to put things, who I wanted to let know about it, who else I wanted to, the whole thing. 
20 minutes, done. All done. All done. The list is done. The order's done. The structure's done. What I'm doing in the next couple of weeks is, is all, the idea is there. So the only now action I needed to take was to sit down with my coffee and listen to the inspired thought. Let's just look outside. Enjoy. That was my now. Then it was, ooh, what if we did this? I got the inspired idea. The inspired action was grab your notebook and write this down. And now I have it. And I'm super, I can't tell you how excited I am to get started with some of the things I normally wouldn't like to do. Some tech, there's some automation I'm going to do. I am super excited about it. Why? Because I've got all this stuff to get to more people and I can really work with more people I want to work with and more people can know what it is. That's, that got me all excited. But, but was I thinking about my business when it popped in? No, I was thinking about my farm, sitting on my porch with my coffee in the morning, not the business. I didn't sit down at a planning meeting and think about my business. That's why every time we do planning, we're vision first. We got to get to the vision first. That's where it comes from. So this is what an inspired idea is, and that's what an inspired action is. Now you've got clarity, conviction of knowing. You know when the how is coming because it's only coming through an inspired idea, or it is coming through an inspired idea. That's one. And now you just allow it. So there's no action to take to allow it in. You allow what you want, what you decided on to materialize. You're done with your portion. Well, but how does it materialize? Well, through that inspired idea you got, through a synchronicity that happened, through a coincidence, through somebody that called you out of the blue, through something that came in the mail with you had no idea. This is what I talk through with my clients is taking waiting for the inspired idea to then take the inspired action they'll say well um so what should i do next <laughs> nothing like don't do anything right now because you just said should so there's nothing you should do next ever so i'll flip it well what do you want to do next and then they'll say well, I've had this idea about doing a workshop, blah, 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 two days. I want to do this. I'm, you know, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking that and I'm thinking this. And I'll, my first ask question to them is, well, do you want to do that? And if they say, I think so, then that's a no. <laughs> no, you don't. Put it for a later date. You may look at that again. That may be something for later. What else would you like to do? What I'm doing is listening to be sure they really want to do this. And then we talk about all the pieces of it. And do they want to do that? If it's a yes, 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 yes along the way, like nobody I work with is afraid of doing an action. The problem's been they've been too many actions that they don't need to be doing. So I'm not worried about them not doing anything. I'm worried about them doing things that keep them from what they want. So this is what we do. So taking them through the want, 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 and getting them back connected to that intention they have. All right. So here are the four structural pieces for knowing what I want to do now. All right. Number one, in the intentional planning method, 
that is in that I do in my system, we have a section called action goals. And these are only goals that we're inspired to do. And when we put them on our calendar, we schedule them. So let's say a client really enjoys um, doing stories every day. They like being there with their people and talking to them. They enjoy posting, you know, let's say Monday through Friday, at least once. They like to do something on the weekend. That becomes their scheduled inspired action because they really want to do that. So they schedule when they're going to do that so that they don't have to think of it. Your calendar is a place to put everything you want to do so you don't have to take the time to rethink of it. So there's some things we do schedule. Maybe it's a training I'm doing, it's our coaching call, it's something they have to do that they want to do with their clients. You know, something in that aspect, it will be scheduled on their calendar. So number one is when you have an inspired idea, like I've got four pages of notes of things that I'm going to actions I'm going to be taking, right? That I want to take. I'm going to go schedule out when I'm going to do those so I don't forget them all. And I'm going to put them in the order that they need to happen. So select my scheduled inspired action goals is one structure that has me taking right action towards what I want from an inspired place. That's one. The second way to know that you are doing right action is to tell your brain, universe, etc., that you are expecting synchronicities, coincidences, out of the blue, magical miracles, things to happen that you couldn't even thought of by making a space for them with a specific time on your calendar. You're doing that to tell your brain you expect it. It will then look for it. You're doing that to remind yourself that you don't have to think of these synchronicities. They're going to just come in. The more you don't worry about them. You do that so that now when they do happen, you have plenty of time and you haven't filled up your calendar with a bunch of massive action and you can't do the one thing that would have been super fun and easy. So now you've done that. So this is your right action at that when it happens. Now, you put it on a time, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen at that time, right? So you can scoot that around during the day. If during, let's say, you, you decided to schedule synchronicities for 4 p.m. from 4 to 5. Awesome. 4 o'clock comes. There hasn't been one, right? So you do something else that is a right action, but now you've left a space for it in case that wants to drop in. And you have time. So when someone calls you out of the blue, you have time for the call. When you get a great idea, you have time to do it. Whatever it is, you've got time to do it. That's your right action that leads you towards what you want instead of away. So you're going to leave a space in your calendar. That's the structure. Leave a space in your calendar for that. Number three, always pause. I'll say take a breath. Take a breath before an action, before the next segment, before the next, what do I do now? What do I want to do now? And notice your emotional state. This is the emotion commotion piece. Like notice how you're feeling because your next right action might be to feel better. 
if you are bored or worse, it's like, I'm bored. And you're like, well, I'm going to go find something to do. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not going to go find something to do from a bored space. When you're bored, you need to at least get yourself up to content with just sitting there. Why is that okay for me to just sit here for a minute? Oh, it is okay for me to just sit here for a minute. Maybe I'll breathe for a few minutes. You breathe for a few minutes. Now your emotions have risen. Now you can take a right action. Do not take any action from a below the line space except for to feel better. Whatever action that is, is that will make you feel better. So it's, I am really angry right now. Don't write the email. Don't make the phone call. Don't knock on that door. Don't say another word. Take a breath. See how you feel. Am I at content? Am I calm? Nope. I'm going to need to step away for a minute. Step away for a minute. Get to where you're feeling better. Your brain cannot even help you. When you're there, you're in survival mode and you can't think straight. So don't talk, don't act. If you're so sad about something that it's just overwhelming to you, let that out. And in the middle of it, continue to take a breath. Take a breath, reminding yourself, doesn't matter how awful something is, my soul's okay, their soul is okay. The body might not be, but the soul is fine. The heart is fine. And in the end, it always ends up okay. Take a breath. Get your emotional state where you can take action. And number four, we talked about scheduled inspired actions. So you've, I've got, like I said, there's a lot of things I'm going to be, a lot of actions I'm going to be taking. Some of these, I know when they need to happen. Like if I've got a workshop, I've got to do something a certain amount of days before, you know, I know some of those things and I know exactly when some of them need to happen. I know which days some need to happen, but some of them, it kind of doesn't matter. It just has to happen before a certain time. So number four is whatever else you know of that you want to do, that you're inspired to do that it's a full on yes, you've made a clarity decision and it's a yes, and you have some really fun ideas about it that you really want to do, make a menu of those to the side. So let's say you get to 4 p.m., you schedule the synchronicity, that didn't happen, no biggie. I'll just check my menu of other inspired action goals and see if there's something on here I want to do right now. Maybe I'll just close my eyes on my menu of action goals, just close your eyes, take a breath, just breathe for a few minutes and then move. That's on my, that's on my list uh, that I have. Just peruse this list. And when you get the, ooh, yes, oh, that one, that's what I want to do. Get back that intention to the connection that you have and take that action. That's now your right action. All right. So when you're asking yourself because you've been doing all these things and you're a little befuddled about what's next. What do I do now? It's now what do I want to do? Is there a scheduled inspired action goal? Have I made space for those synchronicities and coincidences? Maybe I need to take a pause and check my emotional state, see how I'm feeling so I can get into right action. 
or let me check my menu of inspired action goals and pick something there. These are the four things that you can do so that you always are moving in right action towards what you want and allowing it to materialize in your life. Until next time, this is Darla Delane.